Hey everybody, and welcome to Crime and Spirits Podcast, your one-stop shop for spooky stories, handcrafted cocktails, and all things true crime. I'm your host, Bree. And I am your other host, Suze. I'm also the resident bartender here at Crime and Spirits. Because not only do we bring you a new case or topic of interest every week, but we also teach you a little something about mixology along the way. Because I mix up a drink that ties in in some way with our theme for the week and then walk you through how to make one for yourself so you can sip right along with us. We've been friends for years and one of our favorite things to do is mix up something delicious and throw on a true crime documentary, which is basically what this podcast has become. It is, however, better research than that. We promise. (laughs) Cross our hearts. (laughs) We also have a script written out that we mostly follow. Mostly. Still, you can expect some tangents here and there. We also managed to find a way to mention Criminal Minds at least once, if not multiple times per episode. Gotta give Dr. Spencer Reed all the love. Yes, girl. And you also can't forget the cursing, because we definitely curse on this show. We try to keep things a little bit more conversational. Think less like Dateline and more like Girls' Night. Just replace the catty gossip with actual facts. And maybe just a little catty gossip. So come hang out with us, learn a little something with us every Sunday, and make sure to join us on Instagram or Facebook at Crime and Spirits Pod. That is the word and. We'd love to chat with you about, I mean, whatever, really, but mostly true crime. So buckle up, buttercups. Sip tight. And let's get on with the show. Oh, hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Welcome to a, another installment of Don't Drink With Strangers here Don't at strangers. Crime and Spirits podcast. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're already aware, but my name is Bree. And I'm Sue. And today, we are just doing like a quick little update because you guys, there has been some movements. Some big, gigantic, big, humongous. huge <laughs> stuff happening. Like, oh. honestly, I, I can't be more excited because hopefully we're going to be getting some closure in something. We're talking about the Delphi case. I don't know if you remember, but we did cover this not that long ago. The police have actually arrested a man in connection with the murders of Abby and Libby. Yep. So this is big movement. Big. For sure. Huge. So what we're going to do is, uh, there's not a lot of information available yet, but Suze did some digging. And we have a little bit of information just about who the suspect is Mm -hmm. and what we're going to expect moving forward. Right. Hopefully, we'll know more after this. But just to start, we're talking about Richard, Rick, Ricky, Matthew, Allen. Uh, He is a 50-year-old father of two. He's originally from Mexico, Indiana. He moved to the Delphi area in December of 2006. He and his wife, Kathy, purchased a home not that far from the location where the girls' bodies were discovered. Hmm. It's about 2.5 miles from said location. It's also about a half a mile from the girls' school. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um, He does have a daughter who had photos taken. They do look professional in nature to me, like senior photographs or something yeah, like that. they definitely look like um, they have, like, an edited quality for to sure, it. For sure, yeah. Um, they were actually taken on the bridge where Abby and Libby were last seen alive, which yep. to me is traumatizing. <laughs> which I guess, I mean, one thing I will say in fairness is that I'm sure a lot of people who lived in that area oh, probably did the same thing. It is beautiful, but... That in and of itself isn't damning, but... The circumstances surrounding everything. It's all very odd. 
Um, so up until this point, like a week ago, um, Alan's personal record contained mostly traffic violations, which were minor in nature. A fine was paid for each one to settle them in each case. In June 2015, however, law enforcement did arrive at Alan's home to quote-unquote keep the peace. Mm. He was drunk at 3.30 a.m. and acting out, from what I've read. His wife took him to a hospital for further evaluation, and nothing else came from this, as there were no charges filed against him or anybody. But still, to be noted. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's sketchy. He was working as a pharmacy technician at ACVS in Delphi. He had received his pharmacy tech license in 2017. There was no complaints, no kind of sanctions against him at the time of his arrest. Overall, seemed to be a model employee. Libby's grandma, Becky Patty, you might remember her. She did state that Alan had processed photos for their family before and ended up not charging them for it. Suspicious. Which, looking back, probably feels <laughs> icky. weird, yes. During the early stages of the trial, Alan came forward as a witness. There is not a lot to be said about that. I don't know if that is part of the sealed records or not, mm -hmm. but I guess in the beginning stages, he did come forward. Like of the investigation? Mm -hmm. Of the investigation itself, yeah. Gotcha. So it's like, hmm. It just makes you think. Yeah, that's weird. The bar where the now infamous photo was taken of Alan posing and smiling in front of what is now believed to be a police sketch of himself. If you guys remember, there was two like stages of sketches, three if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. It was like a lot of building until they got to the right one. This, the most recent one, the one that has been like definitively decided that this is the man we're this looking for. This is the for. guy. It's fucking creepy how much they look alike they did do i saw it was a superimposed but it was a side by side of richard allen and suspect and they sort of cut it down the middle like two face and i sent it to brie and i was like bro like dude I don't, it's i don't know how this could be any other person other than this person it's really and i mean <laughs> Could there be a chance that we're, like, just so desperate to find answers? Maybe. I don't know. That's what the, hopefully, the court system will find out. Hopefully. Where we're at now is that this bar. This um, just was an interesting story. I don't know if it's yeah. just clickbait or not, but this man actually went on record with his full name and was like, this This is what I saw. So right. I just figured first-hand information. Well, second-hand. There was a bar owner, Bob Matlock. He owned JC's Bar and Grill. The business closed in December of 2021, like a lot of small businesses, uh -huh. unfortunately. Yep. Especially trying to be supported by a town of around 3,000 people. Like, right. it, it's hard out there for restaurants still. Like, so. generally. Yeah. Before the bar closed, Bob said that Richard and his wife would come in several times a week. They would chat about a lot of things, but, mo but notably the murders of Abby and Libby. Which I'm sure a lot of people did. Again, we're not really trying to sit here and, like, you know, accuse the man of it necessarily. We're just saying it came up. The Allens were members of the pool league there. Uh, Bob also said that they were very active in the community, which seems pretty normal for the people of Delphi. Bob believes that the voice and image of the suspect in the slain does not, does not match Rick. Because, as you guys may also remember, we have the... 
like two and a half second video footage voice, and the voice recording, the voice that recording. Says, supposedly down the hill oh it's, it's definitely cool. very clear in my in my opinion at least Ta-ta. Bob also goes on to state that Libby and Abby's family were also regulars of his. So, again, like Sue said, kind of take this with a grain of salt. We're just trying to give you kind of all the information that's available right now. The police did say in the beginning of the initial in- investigation, however, this person could be somebody hiding in pl- plain sight, yep. living right next to you, going about their day-to-day life, and you would never know it. That was something that they were very adamant about throughout, throughout the investigation. Could this so, be anymore going about your daily life? You on, know what I mean? Honestly, though. It's just astonishing. Um, so... Richard Allen was arrested on October 26th. Apparently, a search of his home occurred two weeks prior to his arrest. The focus was on the family's fire pit. It is alleged that evidence was recovered there that led to Allen's arrest. Now, let us just recall, there was at least one trophy taken from one of the girls' bodies. Perhaps this could be a key in what we're looking for, what was in the fire pit. We don't know. Everything is sealed right now. Um, Richard Allen was formally charged October 28th. The public announcement of his identity occurred on October 31st. Happy Halloween. I know. I mean, happy in the closure sense, but not happy in any other way, shape, or form related to this. Um, The probable cause affidavit has been sealed as of this time, and it still is sealed as it is an ongoing investigation. There is a lot of push from the press and the public to get more information If you'll recall from our earlier podcast, the Indiana State Police have been very tight-lipped about what happened to the girls. They will not say much other than they were posed, they lost a lot of blood, and there was perhaps a trophy taken. Mm -hmm. That is all we know. Right. Other than that, everything else has been sealed. So it makes sense that anything going forward with Richard Allen will also be sealed for the time being, for his safety probably also. I mean, honestly... Um, so he initially was held without bond, but bond is now set at $20 million. Mm. He is in protective custody for his own safety. Um, he is set to be moved to a more secure state facility per a judge's order. However, this judge, Benjamin Diener, has already actually recused himself from the case. That, <laughs> that I feel like, doesn't bode well for the way this trial is going to go. From what I heard, his office was just inundated with people like, tell us, what yeah. happened? What is there? What? What? More? More? And he, I, I think it, it that's got to be He very much. well might not want to have anything to do with this, what is inevitably going to be circus? a very high-profile case. A circus. You can say circus. It's, it's going to be, be a circus. circus. But also, a judge apparently does not have to say why he's recusing himself. He can just be like, I'm recusing It could be for any reason, whether it's a conflict of interest, they don't feel comfortable, or, you know, like, whatever. I don't blame them. This is a very, this is a very big thing to take Well, and honestly, I'd rather a judge be honest. Oh, for sure. And have to step away from the case. Especially now, than to get down the path and be like, "Uh." We've already been waiting, what, five, almost six years now? For any kind of answer. Anything. These girls' families deserve an answer. Um, For sure. Um, Alan has actually appeared in court in protective gear. According to the sheriff, this is just to protect him from the public. Mm, That's fair. We're bloodthirsty as public folk. Especially, though, in a very small town. 
Like, you feel very protective of one another. Right. And this basically shattered their oh, it's small town ideal. So I could see how you'd be out. You, how oh, I, could, I could see it. I don't I fault. I don't fault anybody in that situation. No, for I sure. think this is one of those things where, like, emotions are just going to start running high. Oh, for sure. I mean, at this point, maybe, what if, like, some of the family might have been like, we're never going to know. Right. And now, all of a sudden. Because I first realized that something happened because I saw a tweet from one of the family members that said, today's the day. We don't know much more than that, but today's the day. It was the sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's very active and very vocal about it. Mm-hmm. So. so, what can we expect moving forward? Alan is next due in court on January 13th, 2023, for a pre-trial conference. He has pled officially not guilty to the charges against him. Mm. A jury trial is slated to begin March 20th of next year. He is not currently cooperating with said investigation. So, we have no idea what this trial is going to look like. You know, I just got done watching a lot of coverage about the Daryl Brooks trial in mm-hmm. Waukesha. Yep. Super crazy. But that it was all live stream. Same. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, that whole thing. Like, this is a whole other level now of cases. I'm not anticipating that. For this case, let's remember, guys, that the girls were minors when they died. Yes. So I don't know that we're going to have full access to anything, no matter what the trial looks like. Susan and I are firmly planted and very in- invested in following this. So We are. And documenting it for you guys. Yes. Because not everybody has time to follow something. We're going to vigilantly try and stay on top of mm-hmm. it. Because this is very close to our hearts. These poor girls did not deserve what happened to them. No. Not with any frame. Not, not and even the close. families deserve to have some answers and they some do. closure. So we don't know what exactly that's going to look like yet. We're not going to make you guys any kind of promises as far as timelines or structure or any of that quite yet. Well, as we know with the court system, March 20th of 2023 could perhaps become March 20th of 2024. You yes. just never know what's going to happen. So, we're making a loose promise. We'll stay on top of it. It depends on what the structure of the trial is like. You will get answers and coverage via us in some way, shape, or form. And we'll keep you guys updated every time we hear something new. It'll either be in the form of, like, if there's enough information to warrant, like, an extra episode, we'll do that. Mm -hmm. If it's just something quick, we might just do, like, a quick Instagram Live or, like, Reels, maybe this is what gets us into TikTok. Who knows? Right. Crazier shit has happened. Mm. <laughs> so that's where we're at with the investigation currently. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough to satisfy me in any way, shape, or form. But hey, this is something. You guys, this is huge. There's movement finally, and there's significant movement. It there's honestly like charges. makes me want to tear up because like I just really I feel so personally invested in what's happening here. The fact that there's actual charges coming down finally leads me to believe. And law enforcement did say, stay vigilant. If you have tips, send them into us. This is not a closed case by any means. Just because they have one person charged does not mean that there won't be more arrests forthcoming. Right. So... Keep that in mind. This is still an active investigation. They've been very tight-lipped all along. Mm-hmm. I expect that to continue myself. Yeah. I'm not holding my breath for all access to the courtroom. That'd be fucking cool. Nor do I really want it, personally. Not in this instance, but 
I'm, I'm hoping there has been a push from the media to have some of the locked affidavits and stuff like yeah. that. Unlocked I just don't and, think the media is going to get anything they want because they're minors. We've covered a couple of cases now oh, for sure. where minors were involved in either the being the offender or being the victim. And every single time we've seen that it's handled completely differently right. when so it comes it, it, to it this. It is just a crapshoot. And like I said, I... <clears throat> Have my own theories. Yeah, so I believe more arrests will be forthcoming. So I, I never really put much stock or thought into what happened. I think the girl's death just kind of like got to me, and I. You thought maybe it was like an isolated I incident. I did. Thousand percent. Suze has a whole theory, and I'm so excited to hear what it is. So I, tell me all about it. Right. So, in my opinion, I don't know why this came into my brain. It just did. But I think this is an active ring of creepy pedophile people and or traffickers. Okay. I think there will be more names coming with indictments at some point. Perhaps one or more of these people, part of this ring, went off the rails and killed these girls when they wouldn't cooperate because it's been well documented that the footage was taken on a cell phone yeah. by one of the girls trying to hide it from right. the perpetrator. Because they were obviously made to feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. and yep. from very early on with this guy following him. Which, I mean, honestly, we don't see that enough. Oh, no, for sure. Like, and honestly, law enforcement has praised the girls for being of enough so, presence of mind so aware of their to collect this kind of evidence. So I think that the girls were like, no, yeah, we are not going to do what you want or go where you want. So I believe this person or people that went off the rails, that's part of this ring, killed the girls, and now the ring is working to cover up and hide the accused. So okay. they're trying to cover up the whole ring. Okay. Is what my thought is. And I believe this all has to do with the Anthony Schatz profile that was used on Snapchat and Instagram for up to a year to communicate with young girls and request either nude photos, home addresses, whatever, yeah. whatever. Specifically, this account contacted Libby on the morning that the girls I disappeared. Was just, I was just going to say that. Yep. So, okay. They do have a person in custody... In That's connection right. with that, so Keegan Klein is the man that was initially tied to the Anthony Schatz profile. However, he's out here, he's got to be singing some names, is my thought. I think yeah. he's the weak link in the ring. Because, like uh, the patsy, if you he, will? Or I think he's either going to take the fall or he's going to come out like a queen for a day okay. kind of thing. Um, a previously sealed court order confirms that Klein was temporary, temporarily... <laughs> released from Miami County Jail into the custody of the Indiana State Police on the day that the officers began a search of the Wabash River. I remember. Which, if you'll recall, on the banks of which is where the girls' bodies were found. Yeah, because um, we also briefly mentioned this, because this was new information to us, mm -hmm. like, three months ago, maybe? Yeah. Four? Mm -hmm. So we definitely, if you guys missed the update originally... That's the Don't Drink With Strangers round two. Yep. Like we said, we're going to utilize this kind of extra episode thing for just like a catch-all kind of thing. So that's super interesting. Okay, so. And and after Alan's arrest, which didn't happen that long ago, Klein's attorneys asked for 30 additional charges against their client oh. to be dropped. Perhaps for his cooperation because he's informant. He just gave up Alan. Interesting. And although Alan's not cooperating right now. 
Who's so, to say that won't change? Is the Anthony Schatz profile and that whole chestnut what makes you think that it's just more than an... Is that, like, where this kind of came so from? So, I believe it is a group of people that are utilizing Anthony Schatz. Like, like the profile? Correct. Okay. Like, signing in from different yeah. devices to get different girls, and they're just sort of collecting them, is yeah. my thought. Either they're trafficking them, or it's... Because Keegan, Keegan Klein is accused of pedophilia. Yeah, that's right. So, he is in jail for that. That's okay. That's why his attorney... So... He's trying to probably get some of those Your pedophilia charges. Attorney is asking for 30 charges to be dropped. How many How charges do you have? Thank you. 30 of them can get it's removed. Like, we'll just throw 30 like, of them away. Let's just get rid of 30 of those. So, that is my theory. Interesting. You know what? That, honestly... I don't think it's that far-fetched. I don't think what it is either. what we're seeing now, I believe that Libby and Abby were like, we don't want to participate in this. Yeah. We might have thought we did maybe from Snapchat or something, but we don't actually want to well, do it. Or maybe they were lured there under false pretenses, mm-hmm. which is so often Absolutely. the case in these kinds of situations. Because I just, I mean, I remember we were of the age where the internet was just becoming a new and blooming thing, it's pretty much. It's not something that I had access to like children do now or like I even as an adult I even had access to it on a limited scale but like chat rooms like I had to girl we had like the dial up you couldn't be on the phone when you were on the internet type status so that really curbed like the craziness but like this is just because if the phone got picked up you got kicked off Mm -hmm. you got kicked off aim you got a little (laughs) message like I'll be right back (laughs) that was the way my mom was like and you're done (laughs) how <laughs> to get off yeah. the internet now it's just not like that anymore the internet can be a very scary place oh i i say it all the time especially we, for sweet girls who don't you know what i mean who don't know what kind of monsters like, are lurking out there well we've said countless times the internet is great for so many reasons but it's also terrible and terrifying and awful well look at jasmine and jeremy mm-hmm. those two met on the internet and, look and what any happened. number i mean and any number of it's true it's true really, there's so many it's terrifying like i just i hope we get answers mm-hmm. and you know what Me your too. theory makes a lot of sense and it wasn't really until i they had the police said the police the one thing they did let and maybe let slip was that more arrests may be coming? That's why I was like, ooh, I bet Keegan's out there just singing like a bird next yeah. to the river. Like, please, Lord, set me free. <laughs> That's super interesting. Pedophiles don't do well in prison. No. For good reason. So no. I'm sure he wants to do whatever he can to avoid it. So Did you know that child molesters are sometimes referred to as short eyes? So there's an episode of Always Sunny where Dennis gets uh, confused for a child molester because the one moves into the neighborhood that's and basically like him, him as in a fat suit. Her. And so the whole episode, like his storyline in the episode is basically him trying to like make people believe he's not a pedophile. Oh. And then Dee sets him up to like go to a playground and like take a shirt off and teach them about fitness. It's really hilarious. But in it... Mac's dad, the convict, got out. That's, like, where it all started. Yeah. And the, his dad shows up to the bar, and he says to Dennis, like, what's up, short eyes? Like... Oh, no. And so I looked at Mark, I was like, what's that? He's like, it's because they're into kids, because they're short, they've got eyes for... I know. Oh, no. I could have lived my whole life without in- that information, so now I'm sharing it with all of you. <laughs> oh, no. I don't... And they also, uh, in some prisons, call them Chester's. Chester, Chester the, the molester. molester. Yeah. 
There's a whole... They do not have a long shelf life in prison. No. Nor should they. We've said it several times. If you are committing a crime in which violent murderers are looking down on you... You done fucked up. There's a lot (laughs) wrong with that situation. That's why I just have a feeling that this is some sort of group effort... Either you know, within Delphi or outside of the city or even bigger than we're thinking of. But. Hopefully we'll get some answers. And honestly, like, speaking of tracking, like, Susan and I are actually going to be covering a case this coming month of November regarding that because with the holidays comes shopping. Yes. And I don't know if any of you guys who are not from our area are aware, but we're a huge target target for trafficking trafficking because we're right by the lake the lake and we're by two major interstates that provide easy outlets into elsewhere it's crazy there's tiktoks and like this is this is one of those moments where i think the internet is great because there's so many people out there women are protecting women man we've got each other's backs and are sharing you know little things that they're doing now like i mean i told you how i thought i was gonna get trafficked at country mm-hmm. fair at yep. five in the morning it was terrifying That's, i go i go to a get-go it's on peach street which is one of the main drags in erie if you've never been there it leads to two highways basically mm-hmm. <laughs> both of them interstate and supposedly somebody posted on granted it was facebook but i saw it multiple times yeah, I and it made too. me think it was a van like a shuttered van, like a panel van, and a woman got out and was like, oh, I need your help over here, yeah. to a lady pumping her gas, and the lady, like, looked and saw, like, dudes in the van, and she was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, no, thank you. And I'm pretty sure her husband was in the gas station, they thought like, in she, the building. They thought she was just a single female, yeah, but, but she it, was, wasn't. it turned out she was not, but yeah. I'm like, I'm a single female, like, you can mm-hmm. try and kidnap me, but I'll call your, gouge your eyes out. I have sharp objects for keychains. Don't try me. I was like, okay, babe, you are in charge of eating gas moving forward, or at least not by myself. I'm very aware of my situation, like, of my surroundings. I It's the one thing that, like, I'm not grateful for, like, my post-traumatic stress disorder, but I'm I'm, I'm thankful for some of the habits that it's, it's given me. These, these good habits. I'm very vigilant, and I'm very aware. And now it's not into a point where it's, like on the other end of, like, right. the, the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> now it's healthy. Now I have healthy habits. But, I mean, it's so important, and it's one thing we're going to cover in detail when we talk about that specific case, but, like, this is another good example mm-hmm. of that, just being a- aware of your surroundings and just paying attention to your gut feeling and your intuition more than anything well and that's those poor little girls those poor little girls they had those feelings they they had that moment and they had they had the forethought to take videos and photographs and all of that kind of stuff so god freaking bless them but like I hope we get some answers. I'm ready to I do too. Kool-Aid man through a wall with this shit because if my theory turns out right I not that I'll be vindicated but I'll be like this does exist. This yeah. can exist in small towns. Our town is by no means small. No. But it exists here. I know it. I've seen it. It's, I have some questions about it. It's scary especially like we've got friends who have you know kids of all ages pretty much and like i remember a few years ago things were getting really bad people were targeting the mall like mall security was putting out like bulletins and all this stuff like basically like hey be careful while you're here like 
That's terrifying. We just recently had a mall shooting at the Mill Creek Mall, and my friend's daughter, who was almost 16, was at the mall with her boyfriend while this person was not shooting up the mall because no one was killed. Granted, it was... But... This particular incident was a fight. And it was targeted. But... But still, to have a daughter at the mall and just have guns being fired, like, I was nervous, a nervous wreck just yeah. to be receiving her text messages. I can't imagine what she would have been feeling. Oh, God, yeah. It's we, just the vigilance that we need to be on, like, the level of vigilance now is just crazy to me. And, like, for those of you who do live locally, or even if I'm out and about somewhere and you happen to to know me... If you are ever in a situation and you need help, like, come up and act like we're best friends. Come oh, yeah. up and act like I'm your girlfriend. I don't give a fuck. If you need rescued in some way, shape, or form, because I would hope that somebody would do the same for me. We need to have each other's back, most importantly. I think if we learn anything from this case. So, with all of that being said, we just wanted to kind of give you guys a little update. There is a little bit of other news that I just want to mention. Um, one is really positive. There's two things I want to mention. For those of you who are true crime fans, the name Adnan Syed should be familiar. The Serial Podcast was the first true crime podcast I'd ever listened to. That I've case never listened to it. Has been stuck <laughs> in my brain ever since. I know my friend Alex has followed this case pretty extensively. His conviction got overturned. That man is now free. free. And I just can't even believe it. And... It's just a crazy world in true crime right now, and that is something we will be covering now that there's some finality to it. We were kind of waiting for that to wrap up. That's one of those things you don't want to delve into because it's not necessarily unsolved, but it's not necessarily solved either. It's just sort of in that weird in-between sort of area. I never thought that he was guilty, personally. Not that, like, I'm an important person or anything, but I've always felt as if he was being set up or basically it was like the patsy in the situation um so i'm very excited to see something had to have happened though like something big and i'm hoping they'll release that by the I time can't we wait get around to research to recording it. it yeah i think it's going to be awesome so i wanted to mention that and then those of you who but have, there's more <laughs> those of you who have been with us from the very very beginning um you would know that we have maybe a hot take on the Scott Peterson, Lacey Peterson case. For those of you who are not familiar, just go check out the first episode. The audio is kind of rough because we're le- we were learning. We didn't know what we were doing. It literally was our very first episode. And while we're very proud of it, it also sounded like we were recording inside of a trash can. So <laughs> yes. we are sorry about it. It's not that I recently listened to it. It's pretty good. We uh, don't necessarily... I don't remember where you say exactly. I don't think that he is guilty. I'm on the fence. Give me more proof one way or another. That's fair. I don't think the man should have been on death row. Yeah. Nor do I think he should be free to live his life. I'm sort of in between. Gotcha. So in the last update, the Don't Drink With Strangers round two, we mentioned how his conviction, his sentence got overturned essentially. He's still convicted of murder. He was just changed from a death sentence to life in prison. And then we went on to speak about this whole new like appeal trial 
essentially, that we've been seeing happening. Because in this instance, usually I'm like, appeals are just to drag shit out. Like, you're just grasping at straws. Right. In this instance, I believe that the defense actually had real evidence. Yeah. To not only overturn it, but maybe to have the case heard There's completely some doubt. again. This evidence I have a lot of shows some doubt. Because <laughs> that's my whole thing, right? It's not necessarily, like, me personally who... I don't necessarily... I don't know that he did it. But I do know that the trial did not give me enough evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. And that's the way our justice system is supposed to work, right? right? So here we are now. We They went through this whole, like, evidentiary trial. They had Strawberry Shortcake, one of the jurors that, that was bitch. in question. That Come bitch. on. I'm, if you are not... I'll say it. That bitch. <laughs> if you're not aware of these updates, like I said, we covered them more extensively in our last update. But yesterday, I'm pretty sure it was literally yesterday, I got a Google alert that said the judge overseeing this appeal has decided a date in which... She will render her verdict. So within the next month, you guys... we have an end date, basically. One way or another, we have an end date. We will know for sure. Mm -hmm. Because I'm pretty sure this is the last-ditch effort by Scott Peterson's defense. I'm not entirely sure how that works. you spend life in prison in San Quentin. Or he gets a new trial. You can have a new trial. It's not you'll be released out into the public. Correct. The state needs to prove their evidence yet again. Basically, so the defense all is saying, you did a shit job last time around. You had biased jurors. You had a biased judge. And what happened was not okay. It wasn't constitutionally correct. The which, jury shit really ground my gears. It yeah. still grinds my gears. I feel hot and damp and sweaty well, just because, thinking about it. Because literally you have, like, one rule, and it's like... Are you fit or not? Right. <laughs> you literally have to do five minutes of digging to figure out whether these people are fit or not, and then mm-hmm. ask them a couple questions, and they just did not they do that. They didn't even sequester the jury. That like, should have been a thing. Also, the jury stuff, when they were ranting and raving about Scott Peterson yeah. after the trial, made me want to, again, honestly, punch somebody. Go ahead and listen to our first episode for my hot take because it's it's all there. But I just wanted to let you guys know that that's another one that we're definitely going to be covering um, if, and it is a big if because this is, I mean, this is unheard of, but you guys, so is overturning a conviction as well and Adnan just got free. So God only knows what's going to happen moving forward. The nerd in me is like, so excited just at the opportunity of being able to like maybe see something like this unfold in front of us well and in my opinion obviously the jury was not selected due to their it wasn't fair it wasn't a fairly selected jury in any way shape or form and that is a technicality and And that should result in a retrial at the very least during i mean in all reality, I feel like there should have been a mistrial a handful of times oh, throughout. Yes. And the judge was like, it's fine. It was the same <laughs> thing like when we talked about Jodi right. Arias. While, like, mm. the way that the, while she was so obviously guilty, the way that the prosecutor talked to her almost warranted a mistrial. Yeah. Because there's certain decorum that you're supposed to follow in courtrooms and all this stuff. Well, at the I end of the day, it's a professional space. You're right. not supposed to be calling people sluts and, like, going off the rails like these people have done. Mm -hmm. I think that this is going to prove to be really interesting. So either way, whether he's getting a new trial or not, 
we'll let you guys know. And if he does get a new trial, same thing with Delphi. We don't know what any of this is going to look like yet. We're kind of just sharing information with you as we're getting it. But so it's it, these are cases that we're very invested in, mm-hmm. so we want to see them until the end. Well, and they're cases that we've already covered, and if they're not complete, then I feel like we have a duty to you guys as our listeners Absolutely. to follow through on that information. So that's where we're at, and I think that's all the information I had. Yep, me too. All right. You've heard my theory. There's <laughs> my hot take. I think it's interesting and very possible. It's plausible, though, right? Am I right? Let me know what you think. I mean, hit us up on social media. Yeah, for sure. You know, we're always open to chat. Oh, my gosh, please. I would love to start a discussion about any of the stuff. I mean, any of the things we've covered, any of the things we're, that's happening now, let's talk about it. That's the whole reason I wanted to do this, right, was to create, like, a safe space for us to be able to just have conversations and hear the other perspectives. I think it's so interesting. These cases can be polarizing in a lot of ways, but it really just sparks, like, really good conversations between people. So many people I know just go with their gut instincts about mm-hmm. stuff instead of actually reading about it. Yeah. So I've been trying to consciously like read and think yes. and like delve into hence where my theory with Delphi came in. Yeah. Hence how my feelings about Scott Peterson have been like it's just not that I've enjoyed it but it's I been love, a crazy ride. I love learning about things. Even sad and terrible things. If I can learn something new, I'm there for it. Absolutely. I have fun. It might sound weird, you know, because of our subject matter, but regardless. Um, keep in mind, we're going to be doing another Don't Drink With Strangers here very soon. Our addendum to our Salem Witch Trial episode. With Piper. Yes. With Piper. Our friend Piper is going to come and regale us. They have prepared. They have did all sorts of stuff I to get ready. I love that they did research. I, I know. think that is so wonderful. I know. I'm very excited. I just talked to them about it today. It has been confirmed. We are going to move forward with recording that in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. There's big... You guys, we're six months in. We've got some big things coming up, I think. I can't believe it's only been six months. I know. But also, like, holy shit, it's already been six months. <laughs> I would like to say we're crushing it, though. I think We've we're doing great. We've got awesome ratings. We've got over 30 episodes in the bag. We've got over 1,300 listens. I think we've got some pretty awesome listeners so far. We love you. Thank you for everything. So I'm really excited to be able to bring that to you guys. We have some really fun stuff that we're going to start cooking up in the background. So again, we would just like to really thank you for your support and keep it coming. And let's talk some true crime. Hell yeah. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.